Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. Today joining me is all-star and my good friend, Sophia Spolino. Get ready for a true awe-inspiring conversation with a lot of lessons and counsel through incredible stories, the good and the bad. On today's show, you're going to get to hear about both of our journeys and the struggles and triumphs that have brought us to where we are today. Sophia is a podcast host, content creator, brand manager, and life coach. She is an incredible soul and one of the brightest lights I know. Get ready to dive deep with us. With that said... Let's get into our conversation. Welcome back to Enlighten the Podcast. This is Sophia Spolino and... Everyone, this is Jacqueline Burnett with Happiest Habitat. Sophia, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because it's been a long time waiting. I know. We've been saying we need to do this for a long time. We've been internet friends for almost, I think, a year now. We met up in person. It was the funnest day ever. And now we're just going to have a duo podcast where... This show goes on your show and my show. I think that's so cool too, because, you know, for both of our shows, we, you know, we have, we have our lane, we have what we've been doing, but I don't think, you know, people have heard yet this type of collaboration because they're going to not only get to learn a little bit about me, get to know you more and learn about how we've kind of constructed through our journey and our best practices, because what we've been able to do, what you've been able to do is so outstanding and I'm really excited to jump into this. Yes. There's so many people that ask, how do you get where you are today? This is so hard for me to imagine being happy. Like if I even post a happy Instagram story in the morning, people are very confused at times. They're like, is she smoking something at 7am? And I'm like, no, just having a good old time because I created a life I love and I know I see you doing the same. So do you get those types of messages too? I do. I get a lot of those messages on Snapchat because I just started posting on Snapchat more. I also get them on Instagram, but there's a lot of, I notice younger people who are like, how are you so radiant in the morning? How do you have all this energy? And honestly, it's being able to wake up in the morning and just do what I love. And that also to some people might be like, well, good for you. I'm glad that you can do what you love. But it didn't always start like that. Like I didn't always do what I loved. You know, I was doing things that allowed me to work to doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. No, I did the same thing too. So for my audience, let's start with your story. Tell my audience if they don't know you yet, what you do now, that is what you love. And then let's go back and, and rewind and what was what you were doing before to get to where you are. Yeah. So what I'm doing right now, I consult with brands and influencers and helping them build on social as well with whatever they're trying to market. Usually it's courses, social media, and just present them in the best possible way and help them grow. I'm also an artist. So some of the art that you see in my home is by myself. I've been an artist since I, before I could even start writing. And then I'm also writing a book called Happiness Habitat. So it's all the ways to optimize your opportunity zone. So It's been a lot of fun and the ride to get here, um, looking back the best, the best ride, but you know, that just says a lot about my own mindset because in order for you to be grateful and have the best now, you need to be grateful for everything that's happened before, because that's, what's gotten you to right here right now. So I, I had, you know, from the very beginning, um, let's say going back all the way to school, I was bullied like it was someone's job, okay? Like, I'm talking about since I was like 
seven years old bullied, like having spiders put in my hair around campfires when I go to camp. And I wouldn't even complain when I came home to my mom. I was like, well, that's a typical kid thing to do. So mm. from a very young age, I almost built not like a toughness, but I built an awareness for how others might interact with people. So I'm a very much people person. So it, that led me all the way up to, you know, being bullied. Um, it kind of stopped right around college area. And that's kind of when I just went gung-ho with getting into journalism. And I did a little bit of modeling. And it was just a lot more of exploration of what is Jacqueline? Yeah, for those like of you too. guys who can't... I, I came out to California... Sorry, there's a delay. I was like trying to sneak in there. Like for those of you who can't see Jacqueline, okay, you have to realize that obviously we think all body types and all faces and all, every everyone's beautiful in their own way, but she is like the ideal, like, like what society thinks is beautiful. So if she gets bullied, we know a lot of people out there getting bullied and I, it hurts just as bad. Like, even if you know, like if someone calls you something that isn't true and you can look in the mirror and be like, that's not true about me, but it hurts. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, my mom, she would actually just going back to that. She would, she still, I'm sure she's still saved all of the letters that I ever, that was ever shoved in my locker from middle school and high school saying like, you should die. You don't belong here. Like the worst thing a kid should ever see. And I'm very tough. So I was, it. like I am a very old soul so I was like whatever you know it's cool yeah. but my poor little mom and my dad they they're her. like <laughs> they hurt her yeah she didn't like it I would hear from my cousins that like she'd be in a room crying or something like so sad oh, <laughs> like, that's amazing that's that you have a tough skin because I feel like that's something I didn't get because I was homeschooled but we'll go into that later but yeah. yeah that's awesome that you have that yeah it definitely built some toughness but uh, going back to just the career, I explored my career. I started working for Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback, and David Meltzer, and I was in business development, and I was exploring the sales side of things. It was such an amazing opportunity being able to work with Hall of Famers and yeah. work on events, and that's kind of when I figured out, I'm like, I love this, like, putting on events, being around people, and helping them grow. So mm -hmm. I started working for Dan Fleischman shortly after. After that, um, and that's where I learned just everything social media. I got to work with the Kardashians, Sugar Bear Hair, uh, such a great experience. And yeah. it's led me down to being able to create my own agency, being able to help and build. And the experiences, we can go into those later, but I've had very unique experiences through my career opportunities where I'm now writing about them in my book and I want to share with others so I can help them and they don't have to do the dummy tax themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. That's what I always tell people. Like anything you read from me or maybe you buy a course from me or a mentorship session, that is a cheat code. So you don't have to go through that yourself. We walk so you can run. <laughs> exactly. And I would love to hear more about your story because when we connected on, and you actually came over and we hung out on the lake, that was, we were in the water sitting down for like two hours or something. Just <laughs> exploring and talking to one another and it was so much fun and I want to learn more so t tell me about your journey because yeah you like I look up to you so much just oh. how you've been able to manifest and create your life right now thank you I look up to you okay so 
Let's see. What am I doing? So like I asked you, like, what now? What does that look like for me? That's coaching. I'm literally a full-time TikToker, which is really weird to say. TikTok actually pays me and then brands. And then um, my boyfriend is older than me. So I'm kind of known as the age gap girl on the internet. And I help him with all of his brands. So I'm like the social media strategist for everything that we do. So right now that's about five different brands on my plate. And then I have a podcast that's like my freebies to all the people who want to learn, but maybe aren't ready to jump into coaching. So yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> but like you, I do some social media strategy with uh, clients and I have a few like long-term clients um, that I work on other than me and Robert. So every day I'm creating content, whether you see it or not on my platform. So every day I'm getting paid to create and it's really fun. Um, to go back to my life story, I was, I only went to school till like fourth grade, but I did get bullied until then. So like you, we do have that shared experience. I never developed a tough skin though. I kind of just internalized it. My parents would see me cry a lot. And one day my mom and dad just pulled me out of school and decided I'd be homeschooled, which I am incredibly grateful for. I had an amazing, very privileged education, private teacher, I could practice music, I play the harp, so I could really study, get a scholarship to be at the orchestra. I had a very wonderful, privileged life growing up, I must admit, but it didn't help me develop tough skin because if there was a bad situation, my parents would just kind of pluck me out of it and then I would go into something else. And as long as I didn't cause the problem, obviously, like I think certain parents uh, who pluck their kids out, if their kids like the problem kid bullying people, like that's really awful. But my parents were doing it to protect me. Um, you know, do you know what I'm talking about though? There's like a total difference. But either way, it still took me out of the situation in a way that now as an influencer, um, I've grown pretty quickly or what most people would think is quickly. I've worked since I was 16 to grow my platform, but in a way overnight this past year, I've blown up on TikTok and my Instagram is doing pretty well. So I'm not used to having the, the mean comments. And a lot of my content is polarizing because I am in an age gap relationship and a lot of people out there have problems with that. So there's just, there's some polarizing stuff and I don't know how to handle it. But at the same time, I'm totally addicted to the aspect of marketing that I think I do really well, which is polarization. So attracting my target audience, creating drama with the people that don't like me, that raises the engagement up, um, it raises the engagement rate, and then you're deflecting. So those people actually don't want to work with you. And that's awesome because you're only attracting people to come in love you, defend your work, think you're an awesome person, and the other people just kind of go away on their own. So it's a really interesting marketing tactic, and I'm really getting to see that in, in what I do very brightly right now. But I got a divorce uh, very young in life. My parents thought it'd be really important that I get married young. I didn't believe in sex until marriage, so that was something that I wasn't prepared for. I was brought up with purity culture, and there was a lot of internalized misogyny, sexism, just I wasn't comfortable in my body. And pairing that with a verbally abusive narcissistic husband didn't go over so well. And one day I just got brave enough to leave and decided even if it meant that I had to figure all of life out financially on my own, that I'd be brave enough to do it. And so for a year and a half, I 
started that manifestation journey. We can go into that in a moment, but I literally went from rags to riches because I left a very privileged lifestyle, got married, lived in an RV park in a RV, not even a trailer house, an RV as my full-time resident and on dirt roads. Okay. And then I went back, humbled myself going back to my hometown, coming back as a divorced woman living with my grandmother, eating out of cans so that I could support myself and my dreams. Because when you first start out with your own business, your own art, your own social media influencing, you don't always make money right away. And so I made some necessary sacrifices and it looks like it happened overnight, which I'm sure people think for you as well, but it certainly does not. It takes a lot of consistency. That's that's my story. What was that like when you had a that's you're like outstanding that's amazing like what was that like to have to go back and reinvent yourself and rebuild like how do you do that how do you prepare yourself to do that and what was that like I think it was one of those times in life where it wasn't even me thinking of options at that point it was my only option to go back and start over and live with my grandma And there was a lot of shame around it just because of the small Southern town, the religious way I was brought up, the way that I got married so publicly and people knew me as like the harpist girl with the purity ring before I got married. So that was really humbling for me. I was very embarrassed. And now looking back, I wish I could have been so much more confident because now I'm so proud of, of that journey and that season of my life because it meant that I had grit to just do it and be brave enough to do it. And that encourages so many women who listen to my show and can identify, oh my gosh, this is, this is the situation I'm in. And if she can get out, then I can get out. And for me, hearing my grandmother say, you can do it one day, you're not going to be afraid of leaving, you're not gonna be afraid of what anyone thinks or if you won't have enough money and you can live with me and you have my full support. She was who is there for me, but some people might not have that. They might be listening to this podcast right now and they're, they only have, have me from a distance and the energy and the love that we have here saying, if we can do this, you can do this. And I promise you that's enough and only you know when you're ready. And at a certain point, it's not, something you really prepare for. It's like all of a sudden you you get that gust of energy, like I'm strong enough for this and you're brave enough to do it. And then you got to do it. You just got to stick with it. Don't second guess yourself and be strong. Even if it's ending a relationship, not a marriage, um, just cutting off that, that energy. That, that's very, that's very yeah. similar to me. Um, I read about this in my book that, you know, as a kid, I was just this like, radiant little being. And I got into this Mm. relationship, this past relationship where, you know, words are so powerful. Words have meaning. I don't care if you're, if you don't mean what you say, but they have meaning and that vibration will go right to you. So if you are putting put down every single day, whether that's self-talk or somebody else that's doing that to you, for me, it was somebody else that was doing it to me. Therefore I started looking at myself and I had that negativity. I started instead of expanding, concaving. I started going in and in and in. And it was a very toxic relationship. And it took the third time of intense toxicity for me to say goodbye. Goodbye. And as soon as I did that, it was like everything just started aligning. Like everything. It was absolutely amazing. 
Like it's a oh, I love hearing that. It was, yeah. Did you feel like that person was telling you if you leave, like you'll never, like kind of not threatening you, but like yes. telling you'll never amount to like you need yes. me. You'll never, yeah. You're it, a, com, a common phrase was, I'm a race car. Like, know what kind of car you're gonna get into. Like, you're never gonna find a car like me. Or so, like, like, do you want to be this up here? Because if that's the case, like this, you have to come here. Like, and anything I did would be wrong. Cutting a lemon, setting a wine glass down, whatever it was. And every single person around me was telling me, this is very toxic. You are not the same Jacqueline anymore. Get out. And I was just like, I was letting my world, you know, I was just letting it happen because I thought I was, I thought this was some, a lesson. I thought it was a lesson that I was supposed to learn. Mm -hmm. And for some reason it was like, I needed to experience it, but that's false. Oh yes. I can relate to this so hard because that's a lot of the things that family would see that he would let, like my ex-husband would let people in on was the toxicity that would be exposed in telling me how to do everything, whether it was cutting a freaking lemon, like it didn't matter. It was always just, oh, she's not doing that right. And he would love to correct me in front of people And that was just really, really hard for me. And it it definitely shut me down. It made me close up. And it took, I'd say about six months. I don't know how long it took for you to expand back into your true self. But it took me about six months to really feel free and realize I'd be driving in the car with a friend, miss a turn on the GPS. And then there'd be like no one to yell at me saying I missed a turn. They'd be like, oh, just go around the block. We'll catch it again. I'd be like, my whole body would just be like shaking. Like, I'm not going to get yelled at. <laughs> I relate to that. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It, it's, a, it's a very beautiful thing that we've been able to evolve. And I mean, at least for me, some of the things that have helped retransform are just knowing that I, I am enough and I'm more than enough and mm. that I am beautiful the way that I am. And there, for everyone that is having relationship issues or whatever it is, the most important thing is communication. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alignment, community, over-effective communication. And it's okay if that person isn't the one because there is somebody for you that's perfect. Like I'm in the most amazing, beautiful relationship now, just as you yeah. are. Like, we are yeah. so aligned. It's so awesome. <laughs> but it's just being full with yourself and allowing yourself to be where you are. And if someone comes in and they align with that, amazing. And if you can have fun, that's the best collaboration ever. Oh, I absolutely agree. So how long was it for you? Did, how long did you feel it took to get back to your normal self and to believe in yourself again before you could even begin to start a transformation and start manifesting what you wanted just to see yourself as who you were after that toxic environment for so long? I don't know. I might've, so this ended a couple of years ago. Um, it might've been, I want maybe happier, but I, yeah. it, right. Like I am full, but maybe even, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, I definitely was not full. It probably did take me six months just like you, because I would have these thoughts in my head. That was that person's voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, no, cause there's always good and bad from, there's always good and bad from a situation yeah, and the bad absolutely. can be looked at as good because of a lesson that you could have learned. So sometimes when I would hear that voice, I'd be like, okay, that's a good lesson. 
So I changed the way I looked at things that way, the things that would come in, they would, I could see the lesson in it and actually learn and grow. Um, so yeah, definitely it might've been six months, but I know from the instant that I, I did cut, um, it actually worked out so well, um, that my dad happened to be in town that same weekend. And I didn't even know he was in town to the location where I was. And my friend called him because I called my friend and I told my friend and I was like, she told me like escape, you need to leave. This is not safe for you. And she called my dad and like, my dad's like, where are you? I'm driving to where you are. I'm picking you up. And I know me and you both have really great relationships with our fathers. So I know how that is whenever the dad comes in, he's like guns a blazing, like, where is he? I will, yeah. I will, I will get you out of oh, this. Yeah. I was like, no, you stay down there. I'm going to come downstairs to you. <laughs> so sweet. And I want to get into it as well. I want to get into it as well because I'm friends with Robert. I'm friends with both of you guys. And oh, yes. I've seen both of you. Yeah, I've seen both of you just evolve and grow and grow together too, which is so beautiful. And I'm so happy for the both of you. And yes. if anything, it, it's an example of disregard age, disregard race, disregard anything. It's about what's in here. Like it's truly about what's in here. Like we both kind of have age gap. Yeah. So interesting. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about you and dive into that side because for some of the listeners, at least for happiness habitat, um, you know, you do have this, what is it? It's a, it's over it's a, 25 years, over 25 years age gap, yeah. but both of you, I would say are old souls and young spirits, which is so cool. So tell me yeah. how that has evolved. Cause it's such a fun story and how you kind of overcome everything. Yeah, absolutely. So during that time, that six months uh, to finding myself again after that really toxic marriage, I just decided since I get to do this again, and since I get to start over again, I get to decide exactly what I want in this lifetime. And I had started getting really into manifestation. So I wrote down a list of everything I want in a man. And this is something that I do with my clients now. And I just call it a compatibility checklist. And I can do it with you if you're like looking at a specific partner being like, are we meant to be together? Or I can do it if you're trying to manifest your dream person. So what traits are most important to you? So anyway, I learned this while I was doing it for myself and it's like 50 different things. And so I rated like, what's so important to me on these things. And I created and molded a man in my mind that would be the perfect man for me. But I didn't visualize a face, a skin color, a age, none of that. I just pictured just this pure soul describing the soul that I'd want. And I was actually on Tinder because I was growing my Instagram following. I don't recommend it. It was kind of inauthentic back in the day, but I had Tinder gold and I set the zip code uh, different every week. And I would just saturate that that area in Instagram followers. So I'd put like, follow me on Instagram to talk, but I would never talk to anybody. <laughs> but it was like zero, to, I'm looking for zero to 100 men and women, like yeah. just to grow and following it. I was under 10K at the time. And I was like, if only I could get to a swipe up, like I could be a real influencer. <laughs> yeah. So I had paid for Tinder Gold. I set it to Hollywood. He happened to be working in Hollywood at the office that you worked at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how you guys are friends because you are friends first. And then um, he came across me. He thought I was his friend's niece. 
his best friends, Alberto Spolino here in Ohio. My dad's name happens to be Albert Spolino in Louisiana. And his best friend's niece is Sophia Spolino. So he sent him a screenshot saying, is this your niece? And he had already swiped left on me because he didn't know it was for Instagram. He just thought I was on Tinder for dating. But he swiped left because he saw my age. And when he saw we were over 25 years apart, he was like, oh, she's too young. So he swiped left. But he had screenshot it to send to his friend being like, is this your niece? I didn't realize she grew up so fast. Like, she's so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's like, that's not my niece, but she's really hot and you should follow her. And he was like, oh, darn, I already swiped left on her. So he followed me on Instagram. I happen to be taking a little poopy because <laughs> nice, healthy poops are a great part of every day. And um, yeah, I saw him and I, I sent him a message. Once I saw he was the creator of Silly Bands, I was like, that's wild. Like, no way. And I just asked him if it was really him. And we FaceTimed that day and we never quit FaceTiming for a month, two hours a day, became best friends. He started encouraging me so much in business. And as an influencer, he was developing an app for micro influencers to be able to make money. And so he was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to follow her and never message her. Like, she's really pretty. That's what he thought of me. But he was like, oh, I'm just going to kind of like use her for research of like what micro influencers are doing. <laughs> and, um, but I DM'd him. So. So that's how we met. That is such a cool story. And now you guys work together on everything, like everything. So how was that transition, by the way? How was that transition of, okay, dating? Obviously, you're both assets to each other in so many ways. How yeah. did that transition work? Was it a natural transition? And like, what are you doing together? Yeah. Okay. So it, we already had like a very different relationship because this time around I knew all the things I wanted. So I literally told him that compatibility checklist the first night. And I was like, so if you don't meet any of these, like, just, just let me know if you will and can learn to meet these things. Or if like, that's just not like part of your plan, because I need to know now, like I don't waste time dating, blah, blah, blah. And I teach these strategies to the girls that I coach. So you don't waste time on men. But one of the things was I had been really poor in my last marriage and I didn't want that again. And I knew he was really successful and my shadow side is definitely a gold digger and I have no <laughs> shame saying it. And I, thanks. And I just, I told him, I was like, look, I want a wealthy man that's going to give me a good lifestyle. But at the end of the day, I've seen my parents work together their whole life and they built this incredible company together. And I love to work with you. I know silly bands are coming back, but your other products I could help. And so for about six months, we just dated. I'd come visit him because he lives in Ohio. I lived in Louisiana exclusively. So I would come visit. And then about six months in, I just never left. <laughs> like I just stayed and started helping yes. him with stuff. Yeah. And once I realized that he was really serious about me and we started talking about marriage, I decided, you know, I'm going to start helping him as if this is my business and put my heart into it rather than just being an employee working a couple hours a day. So now we work all the time, but I know this is like a big season of growth for us and kind of like stashing away money because he is significantly older. And within a couple years, I want to definitely be married hopefully some point soon and have a baby soon. And so I know this is like our prime time to make our legacy money so we can just live our life and raise our baby and he can 
retire, even though he'll never retire because he loves creating, just he can relax a lot. Repurposing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm just, I'm loving what we're doing right now. He just invented sanitizer bracelets. COVID's been a, a big thing for our world and we've needed solutions. So he invented a bracelet that holds sanitizer. So when you're on the go and you don't want to dig for a bottle or can't hold on to a bottle, you have a little bracelet filled with it. So I've been doing a lot of marketing for that. And, um, but everything we do, there's so many little products that people don't realize that he created or he consulted for. And so I'm working on all of those things behind the scenes, plus my own stuff. So that's what we do now. And I love it. I feel like I've manifested a life that I dreamt of for forever during my marriage, I had a jewelry store and I'd always pray God, if I could only like ship five packages a day, I'd feel so fulfilled and I can make enough money. And now we're shipping 500, sometimes 50,000 units a day. So (laughs) it's just a different world. Mind blown. So grateful. And everything that I didn't understand why those prayers weren't answered in the moment during my marriage, I think God did it to protect me because if that business would have succeeded, maybe I would have stayed in the marriage longer because financially I would have been okay. Or maybe it would have been something else to battle over in the divorce. So even when you think something isn't working out for you, know about God and the, the universe, whatever you call it, it, it's all about divine timing and everything I learned, influencer marketing, um, managing affiliate programs, all these things that I did for myself that didn't work out for me, that felt like I was working 14 hours a day, no profit, struggling, wondering why I was even doing it anymore. I'm doing this all for Robert now and it's all profitable and it's all what I learned in the past and now I understand why. So That's you might understand why later. So your turn. I want to know. <laughs> well, I love that. It's, everything happens in the right way at the perfect time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So for you, tell us, cause I know your relationship, y'all started completely different. You started as friends, friends, like platonic friends. Yeah. We, we were literally just friends. Um, we met when I was dating someone else, like when, I didn't, I just saw him as like, oh, this, this is an awesome human that's doing great things in life. Like good to see you, you know, just like acquaintances. Um, it was August last year that we, he came in town and we're still buddies. And he was like, you know, let's, um, have this meeting, come, come over to the meeting. And then he, I said, you can come crash on my couch, this couch right here. And <laughs> literally every time he would come in town, he would stay on my couch and we just mm-hmm. built such this like beautiful friendship and only friendship. You know, I would talk to him about guys that I was interested in or dating or whatever it was. And, you know, he would just support me and listen and hear me out. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, like a year later, we had this, uh, we had a, a experience that totally just changed everything in an accidental way. And everyone around us is like, are you guys dating? You're together all the time. And we're like, no, we're just best friends. So everyone around us was thinking that we're dating. And then finally we were like, you know what? Like, let's do it. Let's just, let's date, you know? And he knew kind of where I wanted to be in life. Um, he was definitely in a different part of his life than a typical, you know, 20 year old. I'm 26. So that in today's world, especially in the Midwest, it just is like, huh? You know, like, like, same for us. Yeah, it's just, it's different, but it's cool because we as humans, I identify as a soul. Like, 
I identify yeah. as a soul level. Him is a soul level. If those two souls, you know, are beautiful and they can align, that's awesome. Obviously, he's not like he's 17 or 18 or whatever that is. That would be a little, um, that'd probably be illegal. Um, yeah. No, it's all legal <laughs> like, here. We're dealt, right? Yeah. No. Just like you on your social media. <laughs> yes. I'm always like, I support age gaps as long as everyone involved is 18 plus and enthusiastically consenting. Yes. And I also wanted to touch on too, because you had that list. I went to a psychologist or a therapist when I was in my teens, um, just because I wanted, I wanted to talk to someone. I felt like my parents, I couldn't always open up totally to them. So I had a therapist and I talked about guys one time and she told me, you know, right down a list because I was curious about, I've never had a relationship. What is like, why not? I'm 17. <laughs> so she's like, write down a list of every, all the traits that you want in a guy. So, you know, Love from it. age 17, all the way up to, you know, 25 or 26, I would constantly update that list or redo it. Yeah. And I, I start dating Casey, but you're going to kick out of this. Start dating Casey. And, um, we ended up like, I, I saw some notes in my phone. This is a couple weeks ago and I found the list. I totally <sighs> forgot about it. I had the chills. Like I'm going to even start crying. Keep it every single thing on that list. Like almost every single thing. I was like, are you serious? Like that was the coolest thing ever. Oh so my I, gosh. It was so cool. So I want to touch with you because we're both, we both do this just manifestation. Like, what is that? Because for some people listening, they might think manifestation, like, am I going to be high on my mom's couch, wishing I had a Lamborghini, <laughs> a Lamborghini pops up. That's not what manifestation no. is. It's being so convicted on your thoughts and ideas and knowing that mm. everything happens in the right way at the perfect time that allows you to be accepting and open and receiving. Mm -hmm. So I want to know for you, what is manifesting and how do you practice it? Yeah, I'd love to. And it's so funny because Right when you said like about your list, I was about to ask you at what point did you realize that he was your manifestation of the perfect man for you? Like at what point? Did you, so that's amazing that you were already thinking of going there. Um, okay. So for me, manifesting, I would, I would say I use the law of attraction a lot and people might be like, okay, what is that? And so to me, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like the law of using the law of attraction is manifesting and it's, it's what you focus on expands. So the law of attraction is just a law, the same as gravity is a law. Whether or not you believe in it and you're listening, I have no apologies, but it's a law just like gravity. Like it's just as real. You don't have to believe in it for it to be real. True. It's because yes. your, your thoughts have vibrations. Every single yes. thing in this world is a vibration. Therefore, mm. it's like a boomerang. What you put out, you are a receiver. We'll come back to you. Oh, yeah. That is the law of attraction. <laughs> oh, yes. And let me tell you guys, I am still a hormonal female. And some days I just shouldn't be manifesting shit because it's just, I get in a bad mood just like any other human. I am human. I, I am not one of those teachers on the internet that's going to tell you that it's so easy. No, it's actually really difficult to rewire your brain, but you have to decide that you're going to take the steps to do it no matter how challenging it is. And maybe difficult isn't the right word. It's a challenge. And you agree to take on that challenge. And then it'll get easier every day when you start rewiring to think happier thoughts. Think of the things you want coming towards you rather than the things you don't want. And um, uh, I mean, what else do you want to say about it? I have some 
some ways that I explain it, like using Abraham Hicks uh, ideology. Do you do you have a certain way that you like to share about it? Well, I mean, just under so if you understand, for example, the quantum world, we're all made up of subatomic particles, and as they touch shine, everything is vibration. You can truly understand that with the forty thousand thoughts a day that are going through your head. A lot of people don't aren't actually observing themselves. A lot of people go through day to day just living in their conscious head. They're not they're not observing their subconscious because your conscious is controlled by your subconscious. Yes. So if you can start becoming and observing yourself like third person, like for me, a lot of the time it's natural for me now. But when I first started learning this and doing this, um, I learned it from my cousin David Meltzer, who's an expert at manifesting, like truly, yeah. just like you. I mean, beyond. So it's like if you can imagine, let's say you're looking at yourself um, yeah. from like the corner of the room. I'm talking with you right now. It's like, what are the ideas and things that we're communicating and talking or even observing your thoughts and then being able to shift them. That, that makes it easier to shift those, uh, what might be negative thoughts. Yeah. Uh, but another practice that I, I really like is just starting my day with gratitude mm. because that just sets the tone for the rest of the day. And if you can start your day with a positive action, everything else from there is a reaction to that first action mm, that you took. So if you can move good. throughout the day and realize, yeah, and realize that first action, which was gratitude and just whatever brings you happiness, whether it's calling your mom, taking a warm shower, whatever that might be, as you move on, you're able to observe yourself again from third person. Whenever you get off balance, just remember what it felt like when you took that first action of the day. Mm -hmm. And allow yourself, cancel, cure, connect, cancel those negative or attacking thoughts, clear all of them and connect back to your higher self. So those are Ooh. my, yeah, that's. That is good. Okay. So I love that. I never really thought about the first thing you do as being the first action. Everything else is a reaction. It makes sense because I teach everyone that your vibration resets overnight. So you have the greatest opportunity to start the day with a higher vibration rather than in the middle of the day trying to to reset it you have a greater chance of just starting off on the right foot if you can make that first action positive and i i love that i love that so much i got goosebumps when you're explaining it and another thing that i like to tell people what i learned from abraham hicks is every thought Every subject is two subjects. It's kind of like a stick. And what you want is on one end of the stick. And what you don't want is on the other end of a stick. So for me right now, I really want to get engaged. Like it's obvious. Like all I can think about is this ring. Okay. But in, <laughs> I know, right. But instead, but that, that happy subject is actually two subjects. So if I didn't have the mindset and the understanding that I have, then maybe I would be stuck thinking about, oh my gosh, what happens if he doesn't propose? Oh my goodness, what if it never happens? What if he picks the wrong ring? Like all those different things that, that people could have come up in their head, all of the fears, rather than going with what I love. So what, I, what you want, what you don't want is on the same stick and you have to decide to pick up the stick on the side of a thing you want. So every time a fear-based thought comes into your mind, you can manifest the opposite of that if you can choose to only think about the positive aspect of it. And this is the tricky part. The universe, God, doesn't actually hear no, doesn't actually understand 
the mm-hmm. computation of the negative. So yeah. if you're like, I don't want to be waiting forever to get married. Well, then all the- exactly. <laughs> Cause you're the thinking red, about the red light thing too. If you say, I don't want a red light. I don't want a red light. Then you get a red light. It's as yeah. simple as that. Because yeah. the universe just hears, I want a red light. I want a red light. I want a red light. Because you're focusing on the red light. The, the point is, focus on what you want. So focus on the green light. Focus on the ring. Focus on the perfect relationship for you. Obviously, disclaimer, no relationship is perfect. But whatever you're trying to manifest in your life. Um, and then the next thing that I've learned recently, and it's like so simple. It's so simple. But what you want, make that more familiar to you and make what you don't want less familiar to you. So super simple example. I wanted to live in this dream Beverly Hills of Louisiana neighborhood. And all I did was make myself more familiar every morning. You can get into the nitty gritty of the visualization, the scripting, all the different manifestation tools. But at the end of the day, all I did was make myself more familiar with that neighborhood any chance I got. And I focused on what I wanted rather than what I didn't want or didn't have in the moment. So it all comes down to that, baby. Make it more familiar. <laughs> that's, that's literally, that's like my background right now because it's all messy of furniture that I do want. I have in real time was getting rid of things that didn't serve me anymore. That even has mm. to do with furniture. It can do yeah. have to do with anything. And I yes. had in my head, I grew up on the water. I'm like, I want the water. And now I literally, I would go to the water. I would go anywhere there was water. I am now going to be living back on the water. And I am <laughs> so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot wait to hear about the area. Also, can yeah, I girl, wait to come visit? Come and visit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, just side note, Robert and I released resistance about, and obviously we can't go into it on the show, but the the app development that we're talking to you about, we just released resistance. And now as of yesterday, there's talk of it coming into fruition. So so, so, so we might be back in LA soon and I'm going to come hang out on your waterfront manifestation house. I'm so excited. You are going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm so excited. And I kind of <sighs> want to switch gears too, because you are such a boss babe in so many ways. Okay. And I know oh, we went over, you know, relationships, manifestation. Thank you. Relationships, <laughs> manifestation. And we slightly went over the fact that you have like 10 different things on your plate and they are not like small th- I mean, these are like big things and some of them didn't always start out that way. For example, your podcast day one, you grew yeah. it, your Instagram, yeah. your TikTok. So talk to me a little bit about like staying focused and being able mm-hmm. to manage all these things, because I know I have a lot of female viewers who, you know, are working towards the goals that they want. And it's like yeah. being able to connect with you and seeing everything that you're doing on such a big magnitude, it's amazing. So thank you. I feel that way when I look at your art. I'm just like, there's so many cool people who have your art in their homes. And the fact that you've been able to manifest that is just amazing. But my first tip comes a quote from my friend, Emma, and I can't remember her last name right now because that's Instagram for you. Um, But you can find her by looking in my friends. But she taught me that what you believe you can manage, you can manifest. Okay. So you have to start whatever you do. If it's a project, Instagram following, TikTok, whatever it is, believing that you can manage it and understanding that you are 
capable of doing something so amazing. So believing it's possible for you and believing that you can manage it, like you understand how to do it, not you'll figure it out. You can fit it into your day somehow. You're going to prioritize it. So that belief first. Um, the second thing is I believe that anyone can be as successful as me or go beyond me because all it takes is creativity and consistency, period. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. If it's a relationship, you got to keep things fresh. You got to be creative. You got to be creating art with your fears, creating art with your expression. Um, and you've got to be consistent with that person. So if it's that or business creativity, consistency, all of my things that I've done have started as little baby things. You know, I started on TikTok and November of last year. And now we're about to hit November this year, which is wild. So it's been less than a year. And by the time I get to November, I'll be well over 200,000 followers for sure. So it's just insane. It's insane to look at. So for you, what could you look back at and think, okay, that started out as a little baby thing, but now it's my big thing. What's that for you? So I kind of want to just bring it to my art because that truly, I mean, I know I have my, I'm so grateful I'm able to work with these amazing clients and build with them and help them grow. But just as a really good example, like literally from the ground up, um, would be my art because I did not like art wasn't even a thing for me a year and a half ago. I've been an artist, like I said, before I could even write, but that was just for me. So it really turned out this with the manifestation thing, Z gallery. I wanted art from Z gallery. I now have Z gallery furniture only all over my home. Those two paintings right there were Z Gallery inspired. And how I grew was because people would come over and they would see my art and they would want my art. So they started posting it. So then I was able to start growing from there. And so now it's gone into, I'm in a catalog with, I think it's like Zulily and some other different big departments. And it also started out because I wasn't afraid to put myself out there. I wasn't afraid to go on Instagram live and show myself painting. I wasn't afraid to show a video that didn't have me in it. And it was just my actual art because you know how it is. Sometimes girls get more, you know, clicks because we know how marketing is. And then another thing is, is that I would just offer offer my services. When I was marketing for the W Hotel Gallery, they found out that I actually was an artist as well. I said, let me just give it a shot and try painting. They said, we, we want to see this. Like, yes, do it. So ne- the biggest thing is never be afraid to ask. Like Wait. put yourself out there and don't be afraid to ask. Pause. Your art's like at the W? Well, it's not anymore. It was there for over a year and then they get, they just have a new owner now. So it's like all oh, gotcha. different. Yeah. So the uh, pieces, I would actually collaborate with the owner of the gallery because he owned all of the original Helmut Newtons and Frank Worth. So for people who don't know who that is, um, those are the two two most famous photographers in the 50s, 60s, 70s who were really good friends with all the celebrities. And we didn't have, they didn't have iPhones. So they would actually have exclusive content that they didn't sell until they were dead because it was just their friends. They never wanted to sell it. So I, would go ahead and it was licensed I would paint over them and sell whether it was original Michael Jackson's or Marilyn Monroe's and so my clientele would just kind of build but it's wow okay I'm not gonna lie I was wondering how you were legally able to paint those I I was like there's got to be something to this oh yeah no yeah (laughs) so cool 
he, he owned all those, the rights to those images. So it was a very lucky partnership. <laughs> okay. So I went to the Hollywood W the second time I met up with Robert in person. And that would have been February of 2019, I okay. believe. Yeah. So yeah. do was your art there then? Because I feel like I recognize that. If you saw anything with paint over the actual images, then that's yes. So yeah, that oh was me. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so cool. I love it. Oh, for those of you guys who don't know what W is like, the hotel where all the cool influencers go, all the Hollywood kids. It's just such... What you grabbing? Okay. So I know for people that are listening, they can't see, but this was the first catalog that I was ever printed in by oh. Artigraphy. So you can see I'm with like all the classic images right here. And then you just wow. have like JB, where am I? Somewhere in here, but it's like, it was so cool. It was my first <laughs> thing. Proud I'm moment. So proud proud moment. I'm kidding. <laughs> so oh. for everyone listening, if you want to do something, just go ahead and do it because the worst thing that happens is you're going to learn a lesson from it. Yeah. That's that. I've had so mm -hmm. many lessons I've learned. Okay. And what does that mean? The more lessons you've had, the more you're doing, the more mm -hmm. you're trying and you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to keep growing because you know what you know now. So oh yeah. Like, you don't, you don't want to be the person who's never failed because that means they never tried. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, so it's, well, it's, a, it's a, it's a total mindset shift. I know there's a lot of people listening and they're like, but I paint, but like my paint's not as good. My paintings aren't as good. I'm not as unique, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, even though you probably were an amazing painter as a kid, you never could foresee yourself painting over these original Michael Jackson images. No, that was kind of nerve wracking actually. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm like, they don't even need any paint. I'm like, they're so beautiful. But then I did it. And I remember I did live painting at the W. And people were like, how, like, did you think of, to put that line there and do that? I'm like, just be, you know, be you and yeah. be unconditionally you. If you love yourself fully, other people will also love. If you don't like yourself, other people might not like you. Like, that's yeah. literally how the world works. Whatever you put out you will bring back in. The more you love, the more you will receive love. Mm, yeah. So good. And that's another thing that I do want to mention about manifestation. For me to manifest love, I think one of the key components was truly loving myself and feeling like it was safe for me to just love myself and my being and take a season of rest even if that meant that I felt like I was more unproductive other than like the day job I had. For like a couple months, I just was feeling safe in my being and pleasure and just letting go. Like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just not doing. Instead of frantically running around, I'm just being okay and know that what's for me is for me and it's coming. And as soon as I release that resistance to fear of lack, of lack of finances, of lack of love, that's when things started to really flow. So that's my last little tip. I love that. And I have, before we wrap up, I actually have one more question for you. Okay. That is, how right. do you define, how do you define happiness? Mm. Happiness is, I think, just being satisfied with the moment. Like, 
finding satisfaction in the actual moment second that you're in. And that could be described as that or also just peace in the moment. But yeah, for me, that's what it is because uh, it's, it's fleeting. You, you got to really focus on being happy. And it's something that won't be a natural thing, won't even be comprehensible to you until you start practicing it. It's a practice. And if you fall off the wagon and you're feeling not happy, that's okay. Just commit to keep trying. Try again tomorrow. Try again in an hour. But try to find peace in, in the moment you're in. What about you? That's beautiful. I love that. I definitely align with that. It's being grateful for the present moment. Mm. So if you're grateful for the now, you're grateful for the past, everything is one, all aligns. Yeah. Keep moving forward, that happiness, peace, and love, and things that just continue to fulfill you and overflow into others as well. Absolutely. And that happiness is what makes you contagious. That's what's going to draw people to you, opportunities to you, everything good in the world that you want to attract. That. That's why we really look up to confident people because they're content with the moment. They're grateful for that exact moment. And that's why we look up, I think so, at least for me, because it's just this magnetic attraction. To, and you'll be able to manifest that for yourself too. Just keep practicing the joy and the gratitude. Well, thank you so much for doing that. this with this me. Been, yes, this is so, so amazing. We need to just have these conversations. Like either way, I love connecting with you. Yes. And for everyone that's listening, please give Sophia a follow and make sure you check out everything that Sophia is doing because you are truly a huge boss, babe. And <laughs> I need to start some coaching lessons with you, girl, because it's amazing. Like you're. Oh my goodness, you're so sweet. Thank you, and everybody who's listening, please follow Jacqueline. We're gonna have both of our information in the show notes, um, as well as where you can reach out to Jacqueline for art, reach out to Jacqueline for consultations for your business. Um, we both are doing a lot of the same things, but then there's different parts about us, and that you know, you're going to be attracted to follow us both for different reasons and for the same reasons. And we're just so grateful that you've listened. If you have never heard of Jacqueline before and you're listening to Enlighten, please go ahead, subscribe to her show. How, is it The Happiness Habitat or Happiness Habitat? How do you word it officially? Happiness Habitat. Happiness Habitat. And then of course, I'm going to put all the ways you can connect, including Instagram in the show notes. And I'm sure she'll do the same. Likewise, girl. Well, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, such a pleasure. I hope that everyone listening can go do something that is in their pleasure today, in their joy, get in the right vibration. And no matter what, no matter what you've been through before you put this show on, if it's been a long day and you listen to this at night, recommit to yourself that tomorrow morning is going to be amazing and make sure that first action creates some amazing reactions. Yes. I'm into that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.